and that that's something because quite often i mean especially now during during what this this pandemic has done a lot of people found themselves on their own will lead to potential trigger points of weakness that if someone asks you the wrong question at the wrong point in time if you're under a time pressure you just go off on one you're triggered in the room 52 jokers wild Right, so we have reached a milestone. A milestone because we're 52 Jokers Wild. And this is our 52nd episode of In The Room, which we normally have an elephant walking around somewhere doing his little bits and pieces, trying to work out and suss out whether he's fearful and all sorts of other bits and pieces that are going on, all the problems he's got. <laughs> so we're going to do a little review of, of some of the shows, not necessarily all of the shows, but some some milestone shows that we had during this last Six months or so, because we actually started our first broadcast or first little program going out on June the 15th. And that one was of a particular interest because it was fear, fears of podcasts. And there was a bear with a beer that sort of popped up in the middle of it, which was something I accidentally said in the middle of it all. But it was about fears. And that very first episode, we were very fearful of because... We weren't quite sure about how things would get started. How did you feel about that, Garvin? No, I no, I'm saying before you get to the fear, you were talking about fifty-two jokers wild in the room. In the room is a bit of the show. There's a bunch of elephants in the room running around every other day, every other week. My family are saying, you're in that room again. What are you doing in the room? You're looking at yourself, talking to yourself, listening to yourself, editing yourself. When are you going to get out of the room? You know, what, what is this room? We said we have a room in our mind. There's a physical room we're occupying. But the element in the room is, well, we'll use fear as an example. At that point in time, back then, I was afraid, or we, we were afraid, what does my voice sound like? What does our voice sound like? What does it look like out, if we take it out of the room and put it out into the universe of social media uh, platforms? And... I actually listened to episode one or a minute or two of it and I heard my voice now compared to then because I didn't have the equipment and I was using my mobile phone the first time around and I, I was much more echoey. It's not 100% there now. George sounds great. He's got some sort of background dubbing and God knows what going on. I got my voice bouncing in a big room in and out and it's still a little bit echoey but not as bad as it was back in episode one. So I'm listening now to Dan and going, I'm a little bit embarrassed if someone goes to episode one and then compares to episode 52 because I sound better. Now, I'm not saying anything. No, I might forget. I sound better on the auditory. It doesn't mean I'm saying anything better or, in, or interesting. So the fear has gone a little bit. Now the fear of judgment is is back because you want it all to be professional, sound professional, look professional, and be meaningful to this audience that we still haven't quite physically met, but we're starting to meet in the virtual realm. So I'm a little less afraid. Actually, I'm more afraid now of what's going to happen next. Back to you, George. Well, that's, it's actually interesting because we, we've, we've actually now popped along to the second episode, which was about past and future times in the present. And there we are talking about the past, our past few shows and what we've actually learned and what we've learned about ourselves, because we've, we've learned lots about ourselves, about how we do things. And we've got a little bit more harmony between the two. Even the fact that Garvin gave me back 
uh, a chance to talk there, whereas in the beginning it was a, it was a, it was a fight. It was a fisty cuffs type. Don't talk too soon. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gritting. We could be back to that one. But what we're also doing is because in a, in a more recent episode, we started talking about the future and we started having memories of the future. We were starting to toy together and picture in our minds where we could see ourselves going. And because we were adding in lots of details, those those future prospects were becoming more and more realistic. And I think there's there's uh, uh, my wife was watching something on um Netflix called The Secret. And I think in that, they were going through this idea that if you can picture what it is you want and you can start to think about it more and more and see the details, you will make it become an actual reality. It won't just be this thing that's in your head. You'll make that dream become something true. And I think that's that's an important part of, of this kind of process because I know that we're laying milestones all the way down here that are, are moving us one step closer to that dream that we had two years ago, which set us off in our in our little journey as we are now. A lot of paperwork, a lot of thinking things through, a lot of kind of going, what is this going to look like? And then that kind of eventually led us to doing these podcasts. We were going to go into this marketing sort of area. And of course, the uh, pandemic hit, but we carried on. We're, we're sort of working away. There's a lot of people out there kind of going, George, you must be now just sitting on your backside doing nothing, absolutely nothing, because, you know, what could you be doing during this pandemic? And I'm kind of going, I'm doing 60 hours a week at least working through some of the projects that we're doing, trying to figure out with our little conference calls what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, and then implementing certain little things that are just taking us one step closer to where we're hoping to go. Now, I like what we're talking about because that's the future. It, we started talking to the universe and we were, we were saying there was a language. We were reading a bunch of these self-help and coaching books around that time. We, we probably, read, probably read about six or seven of them each. I mean, we started to absorb all the language and we started talking about the now and the past now and the future now. But it is only now and there's only now in all of our time. And that was one of the sort of quotes out there. And we realized, don't worry about the past. The past is already gone. Learn from it. Do what you can. Don't make the same mistake twice, if at all possible. You won't catch me out a second time. Yeah, but we're in the now. And as you said, our last podcast, we were talking about future memories past. So we're, you know, we could actually live these sort of lives in our mind's eye and dreams and, and experience it all with a very creative imagination. I get very excited about it, nearly get exhausted from it. And then realize we haven't left the room. We haven't done anything. It doesn't actually exist. We're tired of something that we've created and got exhausted from that doesn't actually exist yet. But we have all these, as you said, all these memories of visions of, of what ifs and strategies of running these scenarios in our, in our mind of how does it work? What does it look like? What that won't work? You know, scratch that bit, take it back out again. It needs to be 16 weeks long. It needs to have 12 students. It needs to have five crew and six cast and it has to have this at a minimum to actually tangibly exist in a meaningful fashion for the language of what we're talking about so we're putting on we started in our minds and in our conversations still you know in both of our minds we were able to verbalize this vision and start to put structure and form and tangibility onto an intangible idea of what would it physically look like how would it be physically delivered who's turning up and doing what where and when and what order so we found our language we we know that that now is in the future but we're living it in the present and we're on that journey to self-fulfillment and self-profit 
prophecy. And we're, we're still aligned with our vision and language. And one of our things there was also, we're talking to the universe. We're, you're meant to ask the universe for what you want. Every single day I'm getting up and go, I have a list like a Santa Claus. I'm going, I want this, I want that, I want the other, and I need it now. I need it yesterday. And and strangely enough, Santa Claus is, 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 is the universe is throwing these possibilities and opportunities and if you can catch them out left right and center, left right and center in front of us and that was the language of serendipity and synchronicity there's definitely something or someone or whatever the, the definition is listening the universe is listening it, if you can catch it it's putting it there but you have to be awake you have to be stand up and you have to see it and it's hard to recognize sometimes but that opportunities are dressed up in hard work, left, right, and center, and they're not going to be straightforward. It's not going to be clear. You've got to look through it and see it for what it is and apply to these opportunities and try and make them more real and step up and turn up. And, and we're finding this language, getting very, very excited about future memories past. And what's really good there is that we've now... Garvin, in, in what he's just been talking about there, has, has actually now touched on our episode three and episode four. Episode three was actually listening, and it's about listening to one another as well. And one of the great things about having conversations, because quite often people kind of think, oh, I didn't do anything, I just talked. And you kind of go, but did you listen? And the other thing is that quite often, the other thing is that if you're, if you're having a conversation with another person, and that person has a few things to say, and then you echo back what they've said through your discussion. It gives them a chance to hear what they had actually been saying themselves, especially, you know, because that's really important. And we've been looking at coaching and mentoring and counseling. And that's part of the training is, is getting into listening to what the person's actually saying, actually absorbing all the information they're trying to do and actually summarizing it so they get a good idea back you're not guiding them. You're not telling them what they have to do. You're not trying to shape their lives for them. You're allowing them to see a mirror image of themselves so that they can find their answers themselves. So, that, And that becomes part of that kind of point of actually listening. And then the other point is finding your voice to be heard. And that that's something, because quite often, I mean, especially now during during what this, this pandemic has done, a lot of people found themselves on their own. They're, they're, and they're kind of going lost in their own thoughts because somewhere on the line we have chitter chatter coming up and they're just getting stuck in their own chitter chatter. Now, sometimes there's a good idea, but if you get too much of that, it can get a little bit of a problem. So they have to listen to what's going on inside their own heads. And, and these kind of conversations then become very important because you need to be able to share those thoughts to see whether they meant anything and whether there's any kind of value going on with inside those voice. And if you've got somebody else that can echo back and, and give you some kind of thoughts, you can then sort of see whether or not yourself, affirm yourself whether or not you felt your own ideas were important and see what kind of feedback you're actually getting. And, and you can learn from that kind of process, which I think is a very important part. So we had a couple of extra good episodes there where we got to, to listen. We now have, Garvin's already mentioned what I think is episode five, uh, which is the flow of synchronicity. We started talking about that. And then there was uncertainty. And that's, that's something I think you've been talking about quite a bit, Garvin, at the moment, is still the uncertainty and how the world is synchronizing to what we're doing. <laughs> Take us through a little bit of that. What's the uncertainty things, especially at this particular point in time? I'm certain that I'm uncertain about what's going to happen next. You know, that's the problem. It's 
There's, we don't know when we're going to get paid. We don't know if things are going to work out. We, we plan, we'll carry out our activities, we have an expectation. And, but you can be certain, certainty is a very, very weird thing. Like to sit with simple things, it turns out the way you expect. An awful lot of what we know when you're in this creative space and planning and trying to reach out into, into social media, well, we certainly, we put the stuff up, but you know, we didn't certainly get the million followers. You know, there was, we weren't in control of that end of things. We were doing our side of it and we were hoping that the match would come from the opposite universe or we would be delivered the certain picture of achieving this objective of getting 100 followers in a certain timeline. But the time passed, we did our job, we didn't get the followers. So, but that's, there's this uncertainty principle in there as well. Now, I'm going to double back a little bit and go, because one of my weaknesses is this this word listen. You know, that George, in two years and those then anyone before that in terms of the fifty years before, Garvin doesn't listen. Garvin doesn't even listen to himself. You know, I just talk. I and I think there's an ad out there back in the good old days, PG tips. I'm all talk. You know, no, the problem is we gotta stop that. Stop just talking. It needs to be what are you saying? Then never mind that what's the action? What are you doing? Because we don't want this to be all talk about a, a beautiful academy that's going to exist in the future and it's a dreamscape of this. No. Will it exist? When will it exist? What's the plan? Let me see the, the tangible element of that. What, how is that? What's, what are the milestones? Have they been reached? Are, you know, so make it real. Stop talking about it. Start doing it. You know, we want the evidence of doing. Now, you can talk in the sense of what are you saying? So now I have to stop talking at people. That's one of my biggest weaknesses. I, conversations, no. I don't listen. I'm in it. I think it's a conversation. It's a monologue. You know, it's coming from me. I'm listening to me. My voice is great. I'm like, and I'm loving it. But, you know, somewhere along the lines, the other person or the audience or whoever else, they've listened to enough. They're gone. They've switched off early because you didn't engage. I didn't invite them in. Uh, the one and hardest thing out of this exercise, and George has helped me along the way, is Garvin, stop talking. Let someone else talk listen to them you might learn something then as you said use the language of coaching meant reflect it back i heard what you said this is like there's a summary and what are we going to do with this new power this information you didn't have a minute ago can you do something with it can you make a decision on it can you can you you know, create an opportunity as a result of it because Every, I keep on forgetting every time I go into a room, how am I going to learn something new if the only voice in there is my own? I knew everything beforehand that was that I'm going to come up with. It doesn't matter what came out of my mouth. Nothing new is going to come from not listening, not interacting with others, and not getting you know creating relationships. So it's a little bit of a long sentence there. The cert I'm certain I need to listen more. We need to engage with others. We need to create more relationships. We need to you know, basically promote talking in a conversation that's going in different, no, back and forth in different directions and growing in, in a positive way. So that's uncertainty. I was uncertain before. I'm certain I still need to learn. I need to listen more. And I think the chat box, that was the last one there now. The inner voice. We started off this year with this, negativity is in your head your head will fill with negative the negative voice 
easier than filling with the positive. So what we've tried to do in the last year as well is we want to turn in turn the, ch- the chatterbox of what we call it, the chatterbox into your personal coach and mentor. And what happens to me every time I walk up and down the hall now, it's telling me to do things. It's, it's telling me you can do things and what you need to do next. It's not going, you can't do this, stop doing that. So I, I feel my walking music and my personal coach of my own voice that I'm listening to in my head is now got a more positive outlook on life and he's not getting caught up with the problems he's trying to come up with solutions so there's a little bit of positivity and a hop skip and jump in our step going forward to try and create more certainty and i think what's quite interesting there because we, we've we've now look, looking at the little list there we had uh, the flow of synchronicity in the universe and we began to start to see during this we were doing the uh, Julian Cameron's The Artist's Way at a certain point. I'm I'm now into week 25 of my little journal thing, you know. And we began to see that as you were working things through, stuff that seemed to connect in one area of your life was suddenly popping up in another. There was something that was echoing that and you began to say, oh, look, I can see that. I can bring those things together. And then, as we mentioned earlier on, we started to talk about the universe and how the universe is the universe conscious. Well, I, I have my beliefs and I know Garvin has his beliefs, but we began to see that there was something similar in that kind of process that we began to see if we stopped and listened, there was something actually speaking to us. It wasn't just the chitter chatter box. There was, we could actually simmer that chitter chatter box down and we could see another way of actually looking at things. And we began to work things through. It also uh, allowed us to initially do the very thing that Garvin did at the beginning, which was to send out to the universe this little message, which I happened to cotton on to, and he, he reeled me in, which is really good. And then in, in a similar sort of way, there was a little link that came through in the last week, which gave me an opportunity to to talk to a bunch of students. Uh, and I seemed to be the headliner. I was quite shocked and surprised. Uh, and it was because they said I had all this experience. So again, I was, I was listening to that. And that was an echo of what Garvin had been saying, because quite often, as we're talking, I would say stuff and I kind of think, oh, that's a load of nonsense. And Garvin goes, no, 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 that's really good. You know, there's something there we can use. We can work with that. We can do something with that. And I think that's what we're finding with these shows, that we're actually talking things through. And sometimes we think we're, we're doing a load of nonsense. But at the end of the day, we actually, other people then suddenly comment on what we're doing and they say, oh, actually, I got something from that. So there was a value. So we quite often think that we have to keep on doing something. And if we don't do, then we haven't got anything to show for it. But quite often, a good conversation can actually lift someone's spirit. Like It can actually take them out of going down a cul-de-sac where they can't see anywhere out and actually guiding that person back out to seeing them. Say, I was back on the main sort of... Uh, the main road, if you like, or as Garvin likes to go, off off road, over all the fields, through four wheel the, drive. the rivers, four-wheel <laughs> drives and all that kind of thing. He's got the audacity of doing that. That was the next episode, the audacity of it all. So uh, audacity, you know, and the universe. Well, we'll take, now we're back to, we'll, do, we, do we have the nerve, the audacity? Do we need to ask permission? Well... Maybe of the wife, you know, the kids, maybe, but, you know, but of the world in general, no, as long as it's not a criminal something, you know, it's okay. We don't need permission to try new things and, 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 you know, unless you're trying to do it on someone else's property. So there's, there are certain permissions, but what we realized was we don't need to wait 
in someone else's queue and ask them permission to enter an industry, to become a vice within it, to be an expert or to want to work in it. And that's what, you know, that was a major play in, in my start of my journey in the sense of being an accountant for so many years in multiple industries, but not in the film industry. I, go, I don't even know what the film industry is. And, and I'm not even quite certain now, but I, we made a, we made a troll, well, it wasn't even a throwaway comment. We made a self-fulfilling prophecy type comment a couple of years back and we said, you know, we're going to go disrupt. We're going to disrupt ourselves to start with because we have to be. And to make a difference out there, we've got to come up with solutions. It has to be disrupt disruptive and it has to be innovative to grab someone else's attention. Because if we weren't the expert before, then how are we going to be compete with the experts now? Because that's their space. So that's how myself, myself and George, you know, sort of got together. We said, okay, what can we do that would be disruptive, innovative, that makes us the subject matter experts, that makes us the go-to space? And and the last couple of years has been trying to find what does that actually look like? What does it mean? Where can we be the experts? What can we own? And and that's still to an awful lot of people out there, they're not sure. We're not 100% sure either, but we have a fair idea now. And we're well on that journey of making it real and tangible with the language it needs to be. So that audience, even though we haven't reached them yet, when we do, we're using the right language. We're, we're turning up in, in, in a form they understand. And, and it's something they know they have a pain that needs solving. And this is an option that wasn't there before. And they can now consider it and compare it to something they understand that was there before and make a decision based on information as to, this looks a little bit more interesting. This looks a little bit innovative. Actually, if I was choosing between the two and they were equal delivering on a certain you know set of factors or, or facts or, or measures, the extra bit becomes the only that becomes the difference that makes the difference that you're now making your decision on. The price is the same. The the qualification is the same. It, the experience isn't. The speed isn't. The, the the relationships aren't. The nature of it. Now we've moved the playing field. We've brought the game to us. That's the goal. So we're talking our language, not their language, the competition's language. We're not going to try and compete with the experts in their space. We're going to bring the game to us. And that's strategizing. That's the language. That's what we're dressing ourselves up in in terms of a brand and turning up every day. If we could just turn it on and was there in the morning, would you buy it? it? Says There'd be a queue. So we know that and we're confident and it's how long the queue is and how quick you can do it. And the game next year is Who's first? Who gets to experience this first? Who are the innovators? Who are going to align to be the, the not to be the followers, not to be the laggards, but to be seen as first in the door, first past the wire, the innovator in the most innovative, disruptive way of doing something in a certain space. We want to own a small slice of something, be the experts in it. And I think we're highly confident that we can turn up and beat it. And what's interesting is that we got to a certain point in the episodes where we no longer wanted to be just a number. And yet 52 had turned up and so did 42 as part of our accounting process, which we went into at some point. 
Then we realized that what we wanted to do so as not to be just a number, we were going to actualize. We began to realize we were saying the word actually quite a bit. But what we started to look at was this is us trying to actualize, make this become a reality. And the other part was to step out of the shadow, out of the shadow of that little thing that kept trying to put us down and stop us from actually hoping that we could achieve what we're, we were going to achieve. So now we're actualizing. We're out of the shadows. The light is on us. We can see us in all our glory, <laughs> if you like. Well, you, you can put your glory where, back wherever you want. Well, you can put sure. the glory back there again. You know, <laughs> God, okay, the precious things there. But we're now actualizing and making ourselves, making this academy become a reality and make it count for something. And that's where we're, where, where we're moving to now. I think that's what you've been talking about quite a it's bit. Not in, exactly. In there, there is a language talking, no longer just talking about it. It's no longer all talk. It's actually going on a journey to becoming the reality that it needs to be. The intangibility was there. The universe is floating, letting the flow, the ideas through. That how would it work? Where would it work? You know how do you you know make it real? It's like that. That's it. Act on it. Make it real. Stop talking. Start doing. We keep on having to do that to ourselves on a regular basis in the sense of just put the mirror back up and go, are you still in the shadows? We're in a shadow. There's, we are still in the shadows in terms of you know the pandemic. You're still in the room. You're, you, know, you're, you haven't shown, a light hasn't been shown on it to, from the outside world. You know, the, that, that's the, that's the, that would be a difficult process to get it that other people can see the light. The other people can see that you're in, you're, you're, the light is shining on you. And to do that, that's all about the branding and actually sort of get, make it real, get out of the shadows. That we did that jumping out into the various social media platforms, putting ourselves front and center. We're pointing at ourselves because we don't, there's no point in pointing at anyone else. The, in the year in question. So we said, here we are, heroes roar. We exist. Here's George. Here's Garvin. Here's the Film Production Academy. Here's 52 Jokers Wild. We're turning up. Now, what are you saying? Now, people might start getting fed up with, well, what are they saying? If it's not something they want to hear, they quickly go by in the little live stream on their various platforms. The next iteration is there, put them front and center. Put, put, someone else front and center stop making it about you make it about them make it about others create those relationships capture those relationships promote those relationships pay it forward and you will get it back tenfold so there's an awful lot of language that out there it's never about you it has to be about the other person that's usually the customer or even a supplier or employees it has to be a good and working environment taking care of everyone else's health and wealth and mental stability and what you get left with is yours so back to you george again some of the themes that we were going through seem to sort of come back round, and we, we talked often about that kind of re reflective process but what we suddenly discovered was that there was a there's a free-flowing process that goes on where we're tapping into the universal consciousness. And also, as we do that, we had to be open to the fundamental interconnectedness of everything. And that's where we were sort of seeing things being connected and pull, putting them in and seeing where, where things would go. But on a slightly darker side, there was also things that we found that triggered us and would set us off, especially at moments where we kind of felt as though things weren't quite working and we had to kind of simmer ourselves down. And we were being triggered and we were exploring what is it that triggered us? What switched us on and what switched us off? What stopped us or what, what kind of 
cause us kind of little problems. And that's, again, where we needed to get back to the kind of the openness of, of trying to sort of simmer down and bounce ideas backwards and forwards. And when one person was down, the other person was up and they could, you know, we get that kind of seesaw effect, that wave effect going, which I think was actually quite useful. Triggers. What sets no. you off? I'm not going to talk about Trigger being only fools and horses, but it's the same thing. It was a nice little one there. Go off and find it. I liked it. You'll know what we're talking about then. But I get triggered very easily. No, it's not that I get triggered very easily. It's just that we what was happening was you were unaware of the buildup of all these emotions that you men we don't even know we have them i'm a man i don't cry you know this type of thing it's not that you cry it's you don't realize your, what your what your state of your mental health is at any point in time you think you're great you think you're grand till something just pokes in from the side and you suddenly realize you overreact you you you, you, you set off on one and that's over not a seemingly over nothing but what's in your head in that chatterbox could be worries about finance that you haven't told someone else or your health you have a spot on your head that you haven't checked out and you've got a pain in your tooth and you're just taking a couple of tablets to, to, to mask it. So we don't know what's going on with people. We don't. What you see is not necessarily what you get. And what we, you touched on there again was this idea of balance. So if you're out of balance, if your health, your wealth and your family and your relationships, if, if you're doing too much work and not enough of the other, this imbalance will lead to potential trigger points of weakness that if someone asks you the wrong question at the wrong point in time, if you're under a time pressure, you just go off on one. You're triggered. but And then you, you're, you're setting off another sort of set of problems because now you have to go off and apologize, win that friendship back or that relationship or fix it with the kid or the wife or the or whatever. You snapped at them. Or you, you, it's, you're not even thinking. You act before you think. I do that more often than not. I don't. I, I said, that's because I didn't listen. I didn't let it go in. I didn't let it process. I didn't come up with a couple of scenarios quickly in my head. I overreacted without realizing that, you know, what my wife always says, uh, pick your battles with the kids. You know, like in the scheme of things, 10, 10 minutes extra doing X, Y, and Z, does it really matter? You're trying to try and lay the door down. It's half night. I don't care. I'm the law. It's ridiculous. But again, at that point in time, you cannot see. You're in a red mist and it's over absolutely nothing. And this, in business and in personal, you've got to try and take a deep breath. And again, I'm not saying I've done it. I still haven't done it. I am saying it. I still have to learn it. I haven't put it into action. It is inbuilt for 50 years. It's a very hard to, to build these new sets of um, action or, or processes and make them your norm. So, I want to kick it more balanced. I want to take a deep breath. I need to listen more. I need to come up with a couple of answers and scenarios in my head before reacting. And then I might learn more. I might not cause the problem. And I may not have to fix it afterwards then either. <laughs> we then got to an episode where, or a period of time where we felt as though, were we dumb and dumber? Because we felt like crash dummies that were hitting our heads against a brick wall constantly trying to work out how to solve problems that we were we were discovering as we were going on our journey. The road is always bumpy. There's always something that could sort of punch you a tire and send you crashing off onto the off-road stuff again all over the place. And if you haven't got the right equipment, then you could be screwed. So we were also looking at the other side of things, which was about being courageous. And we, we, you know, we began to realize that that we'd, we'd had fears that were holding us back in the very beginning. 
And now it was about facing those fears. And although you may still be scared of what you were doing, it was being taking courage and actually finding a way to plow on. And by doing that, we could then, if we could simmer ourselves down, begin to enjoy the weird and wonderful things that we discovered in our little universe known as life. And that was another episode that we kind of explored. All those sort of things that happen in our life that kind of makes us feel as though it's all well worthwhile what we're doing. Yeah. And look, everybody, it's a, the word fear is, is a strange one in the sense of it's not afraid of the monsters under the bed. It necessarily, it's it, the, fear, the fear is just a generic to go, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. No, it's, sorry, I'm a, no, is it that you don't know you can do that or you're afraid that you can't or the result or you'll be shown up or someone will say something or you'll feel look silly and even my own family it's 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 we're very alike and i think it has to be down to the dna like you know my, my son and myself and we we go to that fear first and we come up with the 10 reasons why not and instead of the 10 reasons why and and it's we over exaggerate the, the negative and uh, most 99.99% of it will never ever happen, but we're afraid of it. Of afraid of it happening. And even if it did happen, you've already gone through that worry already and you didn't need to. And if it did, it wouldn't have been a big deal anyway. You would have dealt with it. And it's not life threatening or, or something that, you know, it's just, you just don't want it to happen. But it was a conversation about something that you came up in your mind and you went through all of this and used the time, used the emotion, built in the stresses and the anxieties for something that doesn't even exist. So we, we, we constantly have those sort of conversations here only in a sense of stop doing it. It's not, but it's inbred into us. It's bred into us. And, and we have to undo that. And so I am afraid I'll keep on doing it. You know, I have that fear. I keep on you know, repeating, uh, it's like Groundhog Day. But no, at the same time, I have the courage now to recognize the fact that that's happening. But we have to put into action, you know, take the courage to, the courage is just recognizing the fear and recognizing it for what it is and parking it and just getting on with it and doing. So we have turned up this year. I mean, if you honestly told me a year ago that we'd have 52 episodes, I'd be a co-host on a podcast. No, again, I don't care. There's no customers. It is. It's real. It's there. It's 26 hours of something. It's talking passionately about, you know, whatever the subject was on the day. We had an opinion. We turned up. We didn't want for words. We didn't have just go blah, blah, blah for the sake of it. We were talking about something that mattered to us on a generic subject that matters to most of the planet. Because if fear and growth and courage and balance doesn't matter to you, then you're a better man than me. <laughs> Do what it says on the tin. Follow and share.